Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will begin a new message, which is titled, Be Strengthened by His Grace. This message will look at Paul's second letter to Timothy as he provides encouragement to Timothy and how that encouragement can be applied to us 2,000 years later. So if you have your Bibles, please turn them to 2 Timothy chapter 2 right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, I want you to get into... Um, this word with me, be encouraged. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. We'll be reading verses one through 10. After I read these verses, I just want to give you a few um, action steps that, that are rooted right in the text. Second Timothy chapter two. In this particular book, the Apostle Paul is writing to his beloved Timothy and what he's impressing on him, what he's sharing with him is the posture of endurance uh, in light of persecution, in light of suffering, in light of afflictions, he's saying, hey, with all that being said, I still need you to persevere in the grace that the Lord Jesus Christ has provided. He's saying, I need you to stay firm and stay strong in the good news that Jesus has deposited into you. And that is his gospel. That is that Jesus Christ has done everything necessary to save us and he would do everything necessary to sustain us. And so with that being said, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, want to encourage you tonight. Want to give you a little bit of hope. Want to give you a little bit of joy. Hey to all my Facebook family, glad you're here. 2 Timothy chapter 2 is where I will be. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version, and it reads, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust the faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Verse three, sharing suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Verse eight, remember, remember family, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. If there was ever a moment that we needed to know that it is right now, the word of God is not bound. In verse 10, therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. If I had to give a, a Devo title, if you will, for tonight, it was simply be strengthened by his grace. Be strengthened by his grace. Verse 1 the Apostle Paul is saying, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He's pointing back to something that he stated back in the first chapter. In that first chapter, he's stating what he's letting the uh, his beloved Timothy, his son in the gospel, know is that, one, I've endured suffering. I'm in prison uh, because of me preaching the good news. And I've also had folks walk away from me. So think about this right now. He's in prison because he has been preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. 
And because he has done that, he has lost relationships. He has lost family members, folks that are close to him. He has lost what I would consider those family members of the faith that have walked alongside him. They've abandoned him. They've gone on about their way. And then he says this in verse uh, seven out of this. He starts off. He said, listen, I need you to be strengthened in Christ Jesus, because God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love and of a sound mind. So here we go. You've been hearing this a lot, family. Choose faith over fear. And when the Apostle Paul is saying, be strengthened by the grace that is Christ Jesus, he said, I need you to remember the fact that your God, our God, my God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of his power rooted in his love which gives us a sound mind. In other words, I'm not going to let the wind and the waves of this season distract me from the grace and strength and comfort that I find in the promises of Jesus Christ. Because he told us in his word that all of the promises have been fulfilled to him. And in Christ Jesus, all the promises of God are yes and amen. They're yes and amen. And so he says, listen, I need you to listen. He says, I need you to fan this I need you to fan this, the, the gift that was in you. I need, to, I need you to fan that flame because what you're walking in and what you have available to you, what he has freely given to you in vast abundance is not a spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. And then he goes on in verse 13 to say, because of that, listen, I need you to follow the pattern of sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Now, here's what he's saying. He said, listen, there is a divine strategy. There's a divine strategy. There's a faith formula for our success in any season, in any trial, in any situation of life. It is rooted in God's holy word. And so what he's saying is, listen, I need you to follow the pattern of sound words. There is a faith formula. Again, there's a divine strategy that God lays out in his word for you to endure, for you to make it on the other side, for you to get through. And tonight I want to show you in 2 Timothy uh, a pattern of sound words to help you endure in this season. I want to encourage you with the simple title of be strengthened by his grace. Be strengthened by his grace. So he says, listen, follow the pattern of sound words that you heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. There's your source, the faith and love that is rooted in Christ Jesus. So here it is. He says, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, I'm in chapter two now, entrust the faithful men who will be able to teach others also. What I'm doing right now, family, is this. What I want to do right now, what God has entrusted to me, I want to pass along to you because somebody else needs joy in this season. Somebody else needs hope. Somebody else needs some strength right now. Somebody needs to know that Jesus is a way maker, that he's a promise keeper, that he's a mind regulator, that he is still a God who can heal. He can still deliver. He can still save. He can still set free. He can still make sure that there's no lack in your home. He can still make sure that he can provide you with the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Somebody needs to know this. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a neighbor in your neighborhood or in your apartment complex. Maybe it's a coworker. Uh, maybe it's another family member. Maybe it's just you. You need to pass that along to yourself. 
and say that my God is able to do anything but fail. And tonight, family, my goal is to encourage you in that truth, to encourage you in that strength, to let you know that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run in and find refuge. That is the God that I serve and that I want to show you and put on display for you tonight. So if you have been worrying, I'm telling you right now, your God is able to comfort you in this season. So with that, he's saying, listen, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. What is grace? We hear that word a lot, but what is grace? So let me walk you through some passages of scripture that give us the definition of grace, because I do not want you to be ignorant tonight. I want you to know what the Lord is saying through this passage of scripture as best I can and in a short period of time. So here's what I want you to do. If you're able to, you're probably one of the cool kids and you got your e-Bibles, you got your electronic Bibles. I want you to go right now, go with me to, let me see what I want to start off first. Go to Titus, Titus chapter two, Titus chapter two, Titus chapter two gives us a great definition of what faith is. Titus chapter two, pick me up in verse 11, Titus chapter two, verse 11 says this. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Listen what it does. Verse 12, it trains us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age. While it's waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. So the grace of God appeared, Jesus Christ himself appeared and he brought salvation for all people. That's good news. I don't know who you are or where you are right now, but if you have um, ever thought that you had to get yourself together, that you had to clean yourself up, that you had to make yourself whole, that you had to that you had to do the work for your salvation. Scripture says, no, 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 no. Jesus Christ has done everything for your salvation. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he said the grace of God appeared and it brought us salvation. And out of that grace, what does that grace do? Not only does it saves us, but it sanctifies us. It sets us apart. It trains us up to renounce ungodly ways. It trains us to denounce worldly passions. And it teaches us to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. What does that mean for us, family? That means his grace is divine power, divine enablement. It gives us the ability to be saved and watch this set free. That means what Jesus did for us when he came and he wrapped himself in sinful flesh he willingly carried on the sin of the world. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was wounded for our transgressions. And he carried our sin up to Calvary's cross. He was beaten. He was mocked. He was dehumanized. He was beaten to the point where he was unrecognizable. And they even humiliated him by making him carry the cross up the Galgotha's hill. And he went up there and he willingly gave up his life for us. And he didn't stop there. He shed his precious blood for us so that we could have the forgiveness or the pardoning of our sins. Then he went down into hell and he defeated the enemy and he took the keys and then he rose back up and defeated death. 
being the resurrected one, the one who rose with all power and authority, and the good news did not stop there. He appeared, and that's what the scripture says, he appeared bringing salvation to all people. And so then he said, listen, I'm not only stopping there, I'm going to go to the Father to prepare a place for you. And while I'm there, I'm going to sit at the right hand of the throne of God, and I'm going to pray for you every single moment of your life. And so, family, I ask you a question. Can you do that work on your own? Are you able to bring salvation to your own life? Because right now what we're doing, family, out in this world, we're trying to protect ourselves physically. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We should remain, I told our church, we should remain doing two things. We should remain biblically faithful and she would, we should continue to be, to be socially responsible, to be biblically faithful and socially responsible. And so what does that mean? That means follow the guidelines that have been set forth by medical professionals and the government by which you live. Follow that. Pay attention to that. Remain biblically faithful and socially responsible. But we got to also understand this. We serve a God who is well able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or even think according to his resurrection power that works within us. And so that grace came to save us and that grace came to sanctify us. And while we're doing physical preservation, what you doing for your soul? Because. I don't know about you, but I need to stop acting like I got all things together. I need to stop acting like I know what's best for my life. And if I'm really honest about myself, if I'm really honest about what's going on in the world, there has to be a God, whether you believe him or not. There has to be a higher power, a higher source. So I just didn't... I didn't appear in this world like that. It had to be something that the Lord designed to happen here in the earth. And so sometimes we can act like we are all, all we are we are our own gods through our education, through our social networks, through our financial status, through our social network status, how many friends you got. We think that we are the ones who are able to do the work for our own soul salvation. We are the thing, we are the ones who can clean our own selves up and make us whole. We are the ones that think that we got it all together. But family, I know that when the trials of life hit, what do we turn to? What do we lean into? I love what my pastor uh, uh, from my former church, the, the great J.D. Gray, I say this all the time. And I know my church family probably gets, uh, 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 I'm getting on the nerves with this, but it's so true. It's when the trials of life cut you, are you able to bleed God's word? Do you have, do you have a short anchor for your soul? Are you, are you rooted in him? So when life comes at you hard, when life throws these Mike Tyson-like uppercuts at you, are you able to stand? Are you able to stand firm on his promises and in his presence? And so that's what he's saying. He's saying, listen, I've given you this grace by which you can be strengthened by. And so then he says this. This is the crazy thing. He says, listen, share and suffering as a good soldier. Who talks like this? I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to suffer for nothing. Let me go to Chick-fil-A when I'm hungry during lunchtime. I ain't trying to suffer in that long line to get my uh, spicy chicken deluxe with no cheese. Make sure I give me a large lemonade. 
and make sure you got my uh, my chicken uh, filet fried hard the way I like it. I ain't trying to wait and suffer through that line. So that's just that's just a small uh, uh, a light example of what suffering is. But I don't want to I don't want to suffer through an illness. I don't want to suffer uh, through the loss of a loved one. I don't want to suffer by losing a job. I don't want to suffer by going through a divorce, a loss of a of a relationship with someone that I love. I don't want to suffer. And so the Apostle Paul says, listen, share in suffering as a good soldier. What are you talking about, Paul? What do you mean share in suffering? What's interesting is this man is writing this as he is suffering in a prison. This man has been beaten. He's been uh, shipwrecked. He's been stoned. He was preaching so good and showed up on the scene that a, that a woman slapped him in the face for talking about Jesus. He's experienced persecution time and time and time again. And he has the audacity to say, share in suffering as a good soldier. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues his message, which is titled, Be Strengthened by His Grace.